Today on the Bill Kelly Show on AM 900 CHML. Air quality was certainly front and center for an awful lot of residents uh, through the lower city over the last couple of days. And as a result, Hamilton, as you just heard on CHML News, is planning to shut down a compost plant that they believe is the source of that stench at paralyzing parts of the lower city. Uh, two Hamilton councillors were demanding to have the composting plant shut down, and uh, they're also possibly seeking some punitive measures. One of those is Ward 4 Councillor Sam Marula, who joins us on the Bill Kelly Show to uh, give us the lowdown on this. Sam, thanks for the time. Good to have you with us today. My pleasure, Bill. How long has this been going on? Well, Bill, uh, the actual plant itself, uh, which for the record I didn't support back in 2005 and six, um, has been operating since 2006. Having said that, it's been operating well with some isolated incidents in that um, uh, we were able to manage to deal with it operationally. Most recently, however, uh, as a result of legislative change in the processing, uh, the moisture ratio needed to be amended and altered. And as a direct result, the existing operational infrastructure, for some reason, isn't complying to the, to the amended uh, ratio that the legislation dictates. So since that time, um, they've been having difficulties uh, finding a balance uh, for the order mitigation uh, to work. Having said that, we did allocate in budget $1.5 million um, just this spring to deal uh, with the older issues that were, were prevalent last summer as well. And we moved forward with it, but obviously something is not working. And as a direct result of that, we as a city need to to lead by example. And as you know, I've been very vocal uh, with industry in the East End, mm-hmm. particularly surrounding environmental issues surrounding odor, noise, and air, that it would be irresponsible for us knowing how how vocal we have been in the past about these issues with the private sector, that we allow a facility that we own to act in in an irresponsible manner uh, from an environmental perspective that's impacting people's quality of life beyond one's comprehension unless you're subjected to it. So I know a lot of people outside looking in are thinking this may be knee-jerk or overreaction. Nonsense. If you were subjected to that ordering, I'm speaking on behalf of tens of thousands of people Literally, it, it, it basically drove people into their homes to close their windows, which compounded the problem on a couple of weekends because it, it's been a real problem last month when it was very, very hot. You, there's no escaping it, particularly if you don't have central air. So this becomes a, a, not only an environmental issue, but a public health issue and a quality of life issue that we are incumbent to, to, to find a solution for. And I need to applaud Chris Murray, our city manager, Dan McKinnon, our general manager of public works, um, they have been stellar, stellar uh, uh, staff members in understanding and working with me and, and by extension the community in dealing with this issue. And I need to applaud them because we have a heck of a senior management team at the city of Hamilton. Sam, I want to go back to something you made a comment about just a second ago there, and, th- and that's that there was a change in techniques or something that uh, the, the, the ministry, I guess, this is a provincial ministry, obviously, yes. uh, ordered, I guess, everybody that does this sort of work. Uh, what were they trying to fix by doing this? So I, I, I'm trying to get my head around exactly why they had to change anything up at all. Now, I'm not going to pretend to understand the technical aspect of it, but my, from a layman's perspective, my understanding was that they were seeking a certain moisture level uh, in order to ensure that the compost uh, met environmental standards. And that moisture level is what has contributed to 
the problematic uh, odor issues. So they were literally, I was told, manually, these workers were using hoses to water down the compost in order to uh, meet this particular objective, which is just, there's no science behind it. They were manually hosing down the material. Obviously, that process is not one that should be operating in this day and age. It, it just it just seems as if to fix whatever problem they think they were fixing, they've created a bigger one. Exactly, to a point where we shut it down. So I asked uh, last year or a few months back that we not comply to the, that that legislation uh, based on this particular issue. Uh, and but having but by doing that, we would be breaching environmental laws, which is not leading by example either. We're, so I asked for an exemption uh, from that particular initiative until we figure out. What do we need to do to mitigate it? So obviously they weren't allowing us the exemption. Uh, they really didn't allow us any option except what the option that's before us now, and that is to shut down the operation because, frankly, uh, it just can't continue the way it's operating. What about the people that are running this facility for you? It's a company called AIM Environmental Group. Uh, as you mentioned, this is owned by the city, but obviously you've contracted this out. Uh, you've mentioned that there have been other incidences over the years since 2006 when this place began uh, that you've had some concerns with it. Have they worked with you on this? Have they have they been compliant? Have they been sympathetic to what you've been talking to them about? Well, well firstly, I think the location of the plant is problematic. We already have an over-intensification of industry, a noxious type of industry in the area. So even the littlest uh, amount more just compounds the problem. A facility like that should be out in a very rural area, uh, away from an intensified residential area, but that's another debate for another time. Uh, having said that, since 2006, we really have never had this kind of problem. We've had isolated incidents, and through our management team, we've been able to have them comply to mitigate those issues. Uh, so this really is a novel, unprecedented uh, level of uh, quality of life odor issues that have never been prevalent before. And because of the extreme nature of it, we needed to take an extreme stand, an aggressive one, and, and start the shutting down of this operation yesterday. But but I'm wondering about, about their cooperation on this. I mean, you, you've been on council long enough to remember some of the problems that the city had years ago with Philip yep. Environmental, with uh, some of the product that they were doing. And uh, they, they seemed to me at that time to be less than cooperative and, and rather indignant that, that the city would actually start calling them out on some of the stuff. How have these guys responded to your concerns? Well, to date, uh, based on my understanding from what staff is dealing with, they are, they are trying to be cooperative. But again, those are words. I, I, we need action. And frankly, this is another uh, variable to all of this is, is the point you've made in that it is contracted out. And should this be something that we bring in health, similar to our water and sewer treatment plant, where we've, we had so many problems in the past, uh, in a part of my tenure on council, that we've been able to really bring that back to a level of responsible operation, particularly related to the older issues. So we have an experience. We have many, much experience, particularly for East Hamilton, in dealing with older issues. As you can recall, the water and sewer treatment plant was a, a nuisance um, as well with respect to quality of life issues surrounding older. But through the leadership of Dan McKinnon, who is now the general manager of Public Works, when he was at the water and sewer treatment plant, we were able through a significant and exhaustive process of studying and sourcing the problem and financing it, eliminate that problem. So this is another another challenge, but we do have a proven track record, uh, particularly with Dan McKinnon at the helm, and we'll be able to work through this. 
but we needed to take the drastic step of shutting it down and starting from scratch. All right. If city councilors uh, agree to what you're suggesting right now, Sam, uh, obviously there are contractual yeah. obligations. I, I, I know some of the stuff has to be done in camera because you're talking about a contract that's in place. But is there is there a window of opportunity to do that if the city was inclined to go that way? Well, the contract um, is expires in 2020. So the, the timing of this couldn't be any better, to be honest with you, to give us some leverage in dealing with the existing contract or potentially looking at an option of bringing it in-house. So the only blessing to this is that fact, is that it's coming to an end. The contract is coming to an end. So we are in a position uh, to, to put leverage on the negotiations to ensure not only are we going to fix it presently, but look at options of either bringing it in health or tightening that contract to ensure there are severe punitive measures in place if this kind of uh, this kind of behavior or this type of ineptitude uh, prevails in the future. Do you have any punitive measures in the current contract? They are very weak. So, but there are there are punitive measures, but they're very weak, and we're relying more on the Ministry of Environment and Climate Change, who, by the way, and ironically, I've been I've been basically reporting violations on ourselves to the Ministry of Environment and Climate Change to try to seek some some action from them uh, because frankly um, as you know we have a difficult time having the ministry respond to any type of older noise or environmental issues but I li- we were literally I was literally sending emails uh, to, to the ministry against a city-wide operation so uh, they were responsive they did source it which was a, was a good thing because now we know we can definitively know uh, that it's coming from that plant, which I knew from day one, but people were trying to tell me otherwise, um, and, and and work towards a solution. Uh, because being in denial about something doesn't solve a, a problem. And the fact that we're now uh, at a point of acknowledging that we have the problem, now the shutdown proves that we're, we're, in a, we're in a place and in a position to make the necessary changes to fix the problem. You mentioned that as you were exploring this in the initial stages, at least with this incident, Sam, that, that there were some people that were saying, no, 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 it's not coming from there at all. Who were those people? Were the people that were running the facility? It was a combination of some of our own uh, junior staff and, the, the, and obviously the contractor themselves. And so, so this problem, again, started about three years ago. But everybody was telling me that it wasn't the plant when I knew it was. But, again, not having not having an engineering background or the technical background, um, obviously my opinion didn't hold that place. Having said that, it finally came to fruition last year when Dan McKinnon became our general manager. And he took the extraordinary step and that step went on to confirm that it was actually our compost facility. All right, now there are. Let's talk about implications now. You've got this place shut down now. The city staff, and as you mentioned, have already gone out there and said, "Okay, we're closing this down at least on a temporary basis." Uh, where's this stuff going? So that's what the, the plan that we're working on presently, and a communication plan will be unro- unrolling soon. Uh, we don't have that definitively in place yet. Because the concern that obviously a lot of folks are going to have is, are you really just going to transfer the problem from one area to another? Well, it won't be um, within Hamilton. I don't. Uh, we're looking for options, but again, there isn't another area in the city that could deal with compost that would have a intensified residential area that we presently do. 
So you're looking at another city then. So obviously you've got to start knocking on doors and say, will you take our garbage? No, no, no. I'm not saying that. I'm saying I'm not sure what the answer is. Uh, I'm not sure what the options are yet. Very premature. That's what stuff is working. Okay. Well, you're going to, and as you say, the city's going to roll that out. So we'll get those details hopefully shortly. But I know that some of the residents, I'm sure they've contacted you, are going to be concerned about that. And uh, the shutdown is is in place and the transfer of that stuff is going to start soon, we're told. Yes. But uh, the other side of that, of course, Sam, is how long is it going to stay closed, and and what criteria are you going to look for for them to reopen it? Well, the, it's going to stay closed until they figure out what the problem is, and the solution is in place, and then they'll reopen it accordingly. Until then, it will remain closed, and that's uh, our commitment. So you want to see some proof that they've done something about the problem before you, you give these guys the key again? Well, we, we have to, because right now we're in violation of environmental laws. So at this point, really legally, we're obligated to stay closed until the problem is resolved. All right, so there are a couple of things at play here. And you mentioned, obviously, about a contract that's coming up, and, and you, that'll be dealt with, I'm sure, down the road by, by you and the rest of City Council. The other is, is what you talked about and what you complained about when this whole thing came to your uh, table in the first place in 2005 is the location. Right. Uh, and and you got to wonder if this is just going to happen again and again and again simply because there's it's abutting residential neighborhoods. Uh, is there a possibility here that part of that discussion might be maybe this operation has to move someplace else? That would be my ultimate goal. I'm not sure how realistic it is. Having said that, uh, we did fight successfully to prevent three incinerators from being developed in the lower city along, along the waterfront. So at the time, everybody sells these projects as state-of-the-art, but the problem is when they're not operating efficiently or effectively, they become the state of a mess, which we're presently experiencing. And as we warned in the past, these types of things are preventable if and only if, and because, and only because people are willing to work towards diversifying these types of industries throughout the entire city, rather than over concentrating one area. Sam, you saw such, I got to let you go in a second, but you said you wanted to have a uh, closed door meeting at City Hall about this. Uh, is, is this about contractual concerns, or uh, what, what, what? What's exactly the the inspiration that uh, that you need to actually have an emergency meeting about this? Well, contractual. Uh, our obligations required that we be negotiating camera. Also, whatever personnel matters might be associated with it, I think council deserves an explanation as to how we got to this point. Because you know there's going to be a cost to this. Could this have been prevented? Uh, how could it have been prevented? And how could we prevent it from happening in the future? Have you heard back from uh, the mayor and, and uh, I guess, the city clerk as to whether or not that meeting is going to happen? Well, my motion is coming forward Wednesday at the council. Okay. And I've already uh, informed the clerk accordingly. We'll see how that rolls out. Sam, I appreciate the time. Thanks so much for this, and uh, good luck going forward. Thank you, sir. Have a good day. Sam Rula, councillor for Ward 4, talking about the stench. Uh, listen, you know what it's like. I mean, you, you know, the day after the... The, the guys come in and pick up all the garbage and everything. The green bin lids are open, and, you know, once in a while, you kind of, as you're moving it back into the garage, you're just, 
It's a, ooh, well, magnify that by about 10,000 times, and that's the kind of smell that those people are getting down there. So uh, we can understand just how significant the problem is. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on AM 900 CHML.